Hello there and welcome back to another edition of Couch Connoisseurs. This podcast is about three guys sitting on their couch chatting about their favorite sports, films, television shows, and pop culture. Today we have another great episode for you to tune into today. We will begin with our movie review of the week. This week we will be reviewing Shutter Island, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. Afterwards we will discuss March Madness and other sports news, followed by the fan favorite segment Pass the Chips. All this and more on this edition of Couch Connoisseurs, so sit back, relax, and join in on our conversation on this episode of Couch Connoisseurs. What's up and welcome back to another edition of Couch Connoisseurs. I'm J.D. Johnstone. Alongside me always is Dino and DePalmo. What's poppin', boys? How we doing? What up, dude? Just March Madness, baby. So hyped. Shocked so far? Absolutely. I mean, like, or I, well, I, I guess, let me, let me rephrase that. With the, um, like, the amount of upsets that I've seen so far, just like, I guess I didn't watch a ton of basketball, so it's a little, you know, misleading, but... You know, anytime Oral Roberts beats a you know two seed, it's pretty big. You know, it's weird because <clears throat> you got Loyola Chicago with two big wins too. Like, dude, I had this conversation with someone at work the other day, and I literally said, "It's going to be the craziest bracket ever. Like, you will literally have the craziest upsets in the world." But when it came, when push came to shove, and I was filling out my bracket, I didn't have the nuts to take them. Like I, I expected like, it, but I couldn't mm-hmm. act on it. Like of all years too, to, to take it, you know, something crazy where, you know, there's not a huge resume for teams. You haven't seen them, seen a lot of them too, but I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And, you know, I went with uh, Gonzaga beating Baylor, I think. Um, but I know a lot of people had Illinois and yeah, them losing to uh, Loyola Chicago was pretty big. I do. I'm not gonna lie. Like I watched a lot of college basketball this year. And like it didn't like every upset doesn't surprise me. The one the ones that surprised me what like the Illinois one stood out the most mm-hmm. because they were like Jedi. You were way too young for this, but like I don't even think you were born in the early two thousands. They were disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they dominated the second half of the year, but like them dropping that was that was nutty. Um, and then like. Now all of a sudden you start seeing low seeds in this year's bracket and you start to kind of expect the upset. Like Rutgers had a shot the other night. It did, yeah. Very close there at the end. And that was, I mean, that's their first tournament, first time they've been in the tournament since like 87 or something like that too. So like in a, in a year of crazy shit, crazy shit's going to happen. Yeah, a lot of, lot of first-year program wins too. North Texas got their first one. <clears throat> you know, Villanova was counted at – down and out at some point they were somehow gotten to the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a few games left tonight to finalize the sweet 16, but you're getting into that, into that, like that area where if an upset happens, it's it, now it's shocking. Cause you're talking about top 10 teams left. The Cinderella runs. Who's it going to be, you know? And as we're recording this LSU's down six to Michigan right now. Yeah, they, they just blew a six point lead. Um, but 
it, there's always, I've noticed this over the last couple of years since they did the, the first four in or the last four in whatever, there's always a team that comes out of there that runs the table. Mm-hmm. And I think this year they have two, I think UCLA and Syracuse both are doing it. Yep. So I don't know, dude, I love March. I love March. And, and the dude, the Pac-12 is extremely hot too. I think seven and zero at this point, which is yeah. bunkers. Big Ten kind of shit in the bed. Which like I'm I'm willing to argue March it might be the best time of the year. You have college basketball, mm-hmm. you have college baseball in effect, you have MLB literally right around the corner, ten days away, I believe. Wait, yeah, you're you're in the dog days of hockey and basketball. Yep. You know, the only thing you're missing is football. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing you're missing. This is like the only time of the year where you have everything. Go- uh, no, I'm sorry. October, late October, I think. No, not even then because college basketball doesn't start. This is like one of the few times of the year where you have like almost everything going. Yeah, almost everything. A gambler's dream, I might add. No, God. um so i have a a question to start off the pod for both of you um who is someone that you just want to fight if you had the opportunity to just complete rko just roundhouse person of your choice you jedi (laughs) (laughs) i'm throwing throwing hands next time i see you no uh mine is alec baldwin (laughs) i don't understand why Oh, I just don't like the guy. <laughs> or if you say Mel Gibson, it's the same thing. I don't know who would be Mel Gibson. He's old as shit now. <laughs> I mean, Al Baldwin's old as shit too. I'd say I someone who'd probably kick my ass, even though I probably outweigh him by a good sixty to seventy pounds, is Brad Marchand. Boston Bruins. He would fucking probably whoop my ass, but he's a little guy. But I think I could take him because Tom Wilson of the Capitals is too big. He'd actually kick my ass. I mean, like, am I getting paid for this? Is this just a scrap? <laughs> no, this is just someone of your choice. You know, you just you maybe Stone let off some cold steam. Stunner, yeah. <laughs> I, I have like, I have such like an immediate, like non-politically correct response. <laughs> that I am going to bite my tongue on so hard. Oh God. Um, damn, dude. That's a really tough question. I, it was supposed to be very off the fly, you know. I just wanted to see who your first choice would be off the top of your head, both of you guys. That's and, a, De Palma, that's and De Palma's was me, so. Nah, nah <laughs> Jedi. I give that's you a bear hug. But Brad Marchand, I'm fighting on site. It's <laughs> a really hard question. As we as we go on, I will give you my response. The se- I don't care what we're talking about. All right, that works. I'll just be like, I got it. <laughs> Maybe even your final thought. Finally, yeah, it'll get hit you then. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, let, let me think about that, dude. That's, that's a really hard question because there's millions of people I want to punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, time to talk about our movie review of the week. Uh, last podcast we were talking about, we were going to talk about Shutter Island, and it was about um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Teddy Daniels, and his partner, um, which was played by Mark Ruffalo. They're both U.S. Marshals, and they're stuck on this island with a. It's a, like a mental institution. They got to find out and try to find this woman. And it has a very, very big twist at the end, as De Palma was teasing before. And I have to say, 
normally I can predict movies and I am really good at it on what's going to happen. And I predicted that in the end, Leonardo DiCaprio's character was insane. And I saw that coming, but I didn't know how much depth there was that like his partner is his therapist. And then that the, like the names all rearranged, like was really blowing my mind. And I have to say, this was really, really thought out. And I'm more curious to see who wrote this. Because apparently it was a book beforehand. But I want to know how, like, did someone just, like, map this whole thing out? Because there really isn't anything that's, like, left as a question when the movie ends. It answers everything. I, I, I mean, geez, dude. I actually, I actually watched this movie last week. Um. This is going to sound so messed up, but the, the chick that killed the kids is like low-key hot. <laughs> oh, Mich- Michelle something? It's not Pfeiffer, tell you that. No, she not. won an Oscar not that long ago, I remember that. Yeah, well, she's not ugly. Um, <laughs> she's crazy. But, but like, this, bro, like this was like the, this was like the three-piece of DiCaprio. It was like that, that year that he came out with like three bangers in a row. The Departed, I think, was either right was right before it, I think, or right it after. Was it. Like the Departed, Departed was right it might have been like a two year span, but it was Departed, and then it was Shutter Island and Inception. Bang, bang, bang. Um, All three fire movies, by the way. Fire. Um, Shutter Island was really good. Uh, yeah. Like, there, there, but JD, you nailed it on the head. Like, there was no loose ends to that movie. That movie was well thought out, well written. Everything was awesome. Uh, the ending was fantastic. He got snubbed on the Oscars there too because I he thought gets, he played an awesome role there. It's every year. Yeah, I mean he just gets shafted. But that was one of his better roles. I thought that was one of the better movies he's been a part of. And like, it's like one of those movies that's like it's not really like a horror movie. It's a suspenseful movie that makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah, those times when he ran into the asylum after the power was out and shit was crazy. Yeah, like I, I, I score this movie really high. Like I gave it like an eight eight. It was just one of those movies that I really enjoyed, and I, I and I've watched it fifteen twenty twenty five times in probably the last five years. Like it's a really if it's on, I'm gonna watch it. I just really yeah. like it. I remember the first time I watched that, I legit had no idea. Like that that twist at the end, like really got me. And like kind of one of those like mind blown moments It's like, holy shit. Like I did not see that coming. Like you kind of, you know, they allude to it a little bit, but that was a great little twist there. Um, And JD, you alluded to it, just a great script, man. Like how like talented that person who, you know, either the book or the the actual script itself, like writing that and uh, like using the name as anagrams and everything is brilliant. Um, yeah, just kind of shocked it didn't uh, didn't get the the press that the other other movies have gotten. Yeah, like I said last week too, that was the first time I watched it. I mean, that might be one of my favorite movies. Like, I really did like mm-hmm. it a lot. It was really really good. And mm-hmm. um, the only thing that I didn't know, but I just I you know I'm kind of assuming now when Mark Ruffalo's character dies, quotes like he doesn't actually die. Is that just like him being crazy because he's like mentally insane that he like is believing that this guy's dead? Was he like not really there for that part of the movie? He went uh, to go smoke a cig or something like that and left Ruffalo at the uh, at the cliffs. 
And then like when he kind of looked down, like it had looked like a you know white coat was down there. It looked like a body, but it, it was nothing. So yeah, I think that was just him being crazy. Yeah. And then the lady that he was searching for the whole time when they were like, this lady doesn't even exist. Right. Like that would, that one I didn't know. That one I didn't know. I was like, whoa, I actually thought there was someone, but it was like another like partner, like with like the institution, like she worked for them or something. Right. Whoa, this lady doesn't even exist. I, I, the, the last thing I'll say about it too is I'm a big critic of like endings of movies and TV series, but I love the way that ended because yeah, he slips right back into the same role the next day. They were hoping he would, you know, this whole elaborate scheme would knock him out of it, but it doesn't. But he has that one little moment with Ruffalo where, like, I forget what he says to him, but he knows he's going to die. Like, you're about to, you're getting a lobotomy. And, like, you know, basically, you'll just be a vegetable after that. Uh, but there was that brief moment of, you know, clarity, which was awesome. You know, he, he's kind of making that one last choice. Yeah, I forget what the quote is, but I did read. Right. It's good. It's a good I, last one. I read an article that that wasn't originally in the book. That was put just for the movie. That last line that he says, Worth something it. like "I'd rather be like a, a, I'd rather not die a monster" or something like that. I think he said monster. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, a great movie though. Yeah, really good movie. Next week we're going to be reviewing Thirty Minutes or Less. That's also on Netflix. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, so it should be interesting. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a comedy. It's very, I don't think it's very long too, but we started getting in this like little groove where like, you know, Dean was like seen it a thousand times, seen it a thousand times. So I just went on Netflix and I was just like, you know what? I have to find a movie that I feel like none of, both of these guys haven't seen. Um, I believe Jesse Eisenberg is in it. I think that's his name. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this. Yeah. And they like are act, I think they act like, like uh, robbers, I think. It's Aziz Ansari and uh, Danny Masterson's in it. It's a... Uh, it's pretty good. Danny Masterson, isn't he facing like mad charges? Oh, er, no, no, not him. Um, the dude who played uh, the pitcher on HBO, Kurt, or not Kurt, but um, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Masterson from that 70s show, he was facing a ton of rape charges or some shit. That ain't good. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. God, what is his, dude, I'm blanking hard on the. Hide. Hyde from that side. No, the the Penny McBride. Oh, yes, what's Kenny Powers? Kenny fucking Powers. Oh my god, dude, that that was a big space right there. Yeah, well, we're gonna be reviewing that. I'm excited to watch that. Um, moving on though, spring training is finally coming to an end. This is the last week of it, um, and then we're Ooh. gonna have opening day start pretty soon. A lot of the baseball stadiums will have fans in attendance, which is something new. Um, so, but who is one guy that you guys are just ready to see some guy that maybe maybe had a bad season last year and didn't really get the opportunity to. So who's just one guy that you're looking out for? Dude, it's 100% Clint Frazier. That's a good one. It's 100% Clint Frazier. Nice. It's like, I, I, nice. I, was actually, I was actually at a point where I was hoping they would trade him to see what he would do with somebody else. I wanted yeah. him to be a part of the, the Pittsburgh deal for Tyone, but obviously it didn't have him. Yeah, and I hate to pick a Yankee. I really do, just for the record. Like, I hate to pick a Yankee. And and Jedi, you played against Riley Green that year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he was cut from the MLB squad, which was kind of not cut from the organization, just trimmed off that roster. Right. Sucks. But, like, when I tell you watching that kid play was something else, he tracked down a ball that 
there was no doubt in my mind it was a triple. Superman. <laughs> yeah, it was the greatest catch I've, I've probably ever seen at a high school baseball game. Yeah, him and Bobby Witt Jr. got sent down yesterday to the minors. I was shocked with the Bobby Witt one because he was mm-hmm. like batting like three something, and he already had he three home spring. run. He had three home runs. I was like, how do you send him down? And I mean, this is kind of off topic, but that just gets you in the discussion of like organizations abusing the MLB service thing where they don't want these guys to become free agents like at 26. So now they're going to wait half the season and then they'll call them up. So they get the extra year. It's kind of BS. I don't really like, I mean, it is, it is kind of BS, but you know, it's what the union agreed in the CBA. So as shitty as it is, you know, whenever that's your player, absolutely. You get that extra year of control whenever, you know, you know, you know, he may not be there where you're going to have to sign him to a huge contract. Yeah, um, I will tell you, I'm going to make a conscious effort to watch a little bit more of the Marlins and Orioles. I just, I have that vibe that the Orioles have stacked young talent. And Adley Rushman. Yeah, you're going to start to see it this year, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with the Marlins. Like you start to saw it, like you start to start to saw it, start, start to see, see it. See. No, you, you would have, you would have started to see it. Yeah. Last year. Um, those are just two clubs that I'm interested in based on young talent. Cause I, like, I don't consider the blue Jays young talent anymore. Cause I've seen mm-hmm. him for two years. Yeah. Speaking of the Marlins too, you have Lewis Brinson who's finally heating up the big prospect that they got for Christian Yelich. You know, he's had a really good spring and maybe they'll actually like get a really good player out of it. Cause the first two seasons that he's been with them, he's batted like 150 and been absolutely atrocious on the field nothing special at all and they have uh chaz jazz the shortstop and then sandy alcantara um sixto sanchez will be back again yeah so that's something to be excited about if you are a fan of the fish um i do like your pick though dean bouncing back off that with clint frazier because i mean he's finally going to get his first year as a starting left fielder they finally told brett gardner look you're coming back but you are not going to be the starter aaron boone you know told him straight up which i kind of like yeah, kind of like that. But at the same time, I kind of see Brett Gardner finding his way like to start. Like they're like Clint Frazier will get a day off one and then they'll move to Hicks getting a day off and then it'll be Judge right. getting a day off. And he'll just like alternate all three outfield <laughs> positions and still play 162 games. I like vision that happening, but um, I do like your pick of Clint Frazier. My pick uh, was someone that I actually got to train with this offseason. It's Chichi Gonzalez. He's a pitcher for the... Colorado Rockies and he I don't believe right now he's on the 40-man roster but he definitely has a chance to he was a big prospect in the Texas Rangers organization um, a few years ago he made his debut he had a really good rookie season and then he had his sophomore season he had a pretty good year Um, but then things kind of went downhill didn't work out the Rangers um, I think they I don't know if they released him but he ended up finding his way over to Colorado played last year didn't get a lot of innings because of the short season but now I mean, I trained with that guy. His stuff moves a lot. So, I mean, <laughs> I can just see him, you know, dicing people up. He's probably going to be a, either a long reliever or a starter, like a fourth or fifth starter I could see him being for the Rockies. But I'm rooting for him. But I also have an honorable mention or just another pick. It's going to be Andrew Benatendi. He's going to have a new home with the Royals. Royals he did yeah. absolutely horrible with the Red Sox last year. He batted like 156 with no home runs. And that's Andrew Benatendi. Like normally this guy hits 20 out, you know, he had a really, really bad year. So I'm hoping that the new change of scenery in Kansas city definitely, you know, boosts something up there 
And speaking of KC, just to mention real quick, Salvador Perez is staying there with that huge extension, the biggest extension in Royals history. But yeah, those are my picks. Yeah, also RIP Tom Brenneman. <laughs> Castiano, deep drive to left field. <laughs> um, no, I like those picks, Jedi. Uh, especially Ben Attendee, too, like hoping for a big bounce back year. I always like that, uh, that lefty stroke. Um, so I got a little homer pick. Uh, Cabrian Hayes is the number one prospect in the Pirates organization. Uh, I believe he won back-to-back uh, like gold gloves in uh, AAA, whatever that award is called. Um, so he's always been a great fielder. But last year he took a huge step hitting. I think he's going to have another big step and really be a, a cornerstone uh, piece for the organization. So really excited to see that. Um, and then a bounce back player, Shohei Otani, coming off a of Tommy John surgery. Um, dude, he looks really good. I, I I think I read reports he's up in 95, 97 throw, and I'm not sure if uh, the Angels are going to utilize him, uh, him, uh, him pitching or if he's just going to be kind of DH. Um, but he had a – I saw a stat that he – in one of the games in spring training – all right, here it is. Uh, Otani struck out reigning MVP Jose Abreu on Saturday and hit a home run against reigning Cy Young Shane Bieber on Tuesday. So that I think that was last week or so. So obviously it's spring training games, but still the talent that he's, uh, that he's gotten, you know, that he's showing is going to be uh, something to watch too. They had him two-way too. He let off. Right, in, I, I know. Oh, in that game. Uh, in the game that he pitched, he let off too. Like that's, wow. that's what I love about him is like, you don't see that ever, ever. I mean, the, the only person that they were talking about was Babe Ruth whenever he came over. Um, and it sucks cause he got hurt. He had that, uh, that, you know, the UCL injury, but so you didn't get to see him kind of really pick up. Like that was his first year in the country. So you know, he's getting a little more comfortable. I think he's going to have a monster year. I buy that. Can't wait to take him in fantasy. Yeah, I actually have a fantasy with my baseball team that I'm excited for. We were supposed to do it tonight, but then something happened, so it's moving tomorrow. But Shohei Otani yeah. may actually be on my list, though, because you always get that double thing. You can get the pitching and you can get the hitting, which is very under the radar, especially mm-hmm. if he has a really good year. Um, mm-hmm. Next – Next up, uh, I started this new thing. I don't know if we'll continue to do it, but I'm just going to say a few things that happened over the last couple of days, and I want you two to give me one word for your reaction based on what I'm about to say. Ready? New game. Ooh, all right. Okay. Bryce Harper getting gas in full uniform. Awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, a fan just like saw and took a picture. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Bobby Witt Jr. and you can mention Riley Green getting sent down to the minors. Stupid. Expected. Jack Leiter throwing a no-hitter two nights ago with 16 Ks. Uh, well, I have a question. Al Leiter's son? Yes. Shoves. Nice. <laughs> yeah, filthy. Um, and just to expand on that too, I think uh, Kamar Rocker, the game before or the day before, like struck out like 16 or something like that too. Yeah. Like innings of work. Like, yeah, just ridiculous. And finally, cause this will move us into our next topic, March madness so far. Nutty. <laughs> Bonkers. Love it. I like well, that game. So do I. Thank you. Right. Dean. A, you compliment, want- a compliment from Dino. I don't get those often. 
Do you want <laughs> do you want a word association game? <laughs> do I? Yeah. Why you have one? Yeah, you ready? Okay. Milk. Milk. <laughs> uh cow. I was gonna say soy. <laughs> do you drink soy milk James? no i drink the regular the, the regular milk but that's the only thing that came to my head <laughs> all right never mind well like i said it was moving us into our next topic march madness has started we talked about it briefly beforehand but we didn't get to talk about it last podcast on who you guys thought would win it all i know probably your decisions have altered a little bit with how it's panned out but who's your guys's final four oof my final four now or yeah. what it was before i mean i guess you could do both but i know that yeah, it's definitely it before, altered yeah. yeah it's definitely oh, altered by man. now i went all one seeds before i went baylor illinois gonzaga and is michigan the one and michigan what was ohio state then there were two, two. Oh. Yeah, I think I had uh, I had Baylor, Gonzaga, and that's what I have in the championship uh, with Gonzaga winning it. And then I think I had like Alabama in the bottom left and Illinois, I believe, was the other one. Or no, um, I forget who the fourth team was out of the bottom right. Yeah, I mean, nothing really changes on my end. I just as, – as for the winner, you know. How far you got Nova going, team? I had him losing to Purdue – Second round, but Purdue. Oh, and they they played Baylor. This I think next. Yeah, they played Baylor. They're in, like, look. Here's the thing with Nova: if they hit their threes, they can beat anybody. Did they? Yeah. I didn't realize they had another Archer Diakonov. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think if, if Jedi, if you're talking now, I like I ha- I'll have Michigan and Bama out of the out of the East. Um, who wins? I think Michigan beats Bama. Um, I have Gonzaga out of the West. I have Baylor out of the South. And I will take – I think Houston gets bounced, dude. Houston gets Houston bounced. Houston look good. I think they get bounced. Um, maybe not. I don't like, – I don't – I'm going with a sleeper, dude. I'm going to go with Syracuse. Wait, own, is that for you to win, some, to win it all? Some wild things. Man. No, I have, I have Gonzaga winning it all, dude. I think they're going to complete the undefeated season. They're really freaking good, dude. I, I know they only beat Oklahoma by like 16 today, but they're really good. I'll tell you what. I, I They had that record going in. It was the West Coast Conference Championship game. They got absolutely run out of the gym in the first half versus BYU, and they methodically came back. I watched every second of that game, uh, and, dude, just seeing that, you know, I mean, they got to It's guard play and they're experienced. I mean, that's exactly what you need in the tournament. Cliche is shit, but it's it's true. Yeah, they're really good. And De Palma, you had the same team? I got, uh, yeah, I got Gonzaga beating Baylor in the championship. Good to hear. We'll see if both of you are right. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, have, I have Gonzaga versus Baylor at this point. I have, I, have Bay, I have Gonzaga winning by four, like 74-70. I know this is kind of contradicting everything you guys are saying, but what are the odds that you guys give that both of you are wrong with how it's played out so far? Uh, You're getting to that point where experience really matters. Hmm. Gonzaga and Baylor have it. So, 
you know, I think I think Baylor's toughest test is going to be next week versus Villanova. I think Gonzaga's toughest test is going to be. Um, I just shut down the bracket. I just shut down the bracket. Their their final they have a cakewalk to the final four. Yeah, I know it's Alabama I knew and Michigan coming out. Yeah, I knew, like everyone saw the bracket and laughed when they when they saw their road. Moving on to the trivia question of the pod. What is the reason that this Utah State player wears number 44? I have no idea what you're talking about, so I wish I could give you more, Jedi, but I have no idea. Is it a basketball player? What was that, Dino? Where the fuck is Utah State? (laughs) (laughs) Provo. Wendy's four for four. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, because that's his favorite thing to get. Yeah, dude, tell, tell me this dude's name. I love this guy. I have no idea. I forget, but it, he plays for Utah State. That's great, man. Uh, Dino, I feel like we used to hit up something similar at that uh, that Wendy's on Skyport. Oof. <laughs> Real dude, close to the crib. Speaking of Wendy's, though, not that long ago, I haven't had Wendy's in a long time, and I tried it. And they have this thing called, like – the 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 pretzel hub or, or the pub hub or pretzel hub oh dude, yeah it is the, the uh, best yep, thing the i've ever had bun. dude pretzel bun with bacon and like a oh. burger it is so good colby jack cheese fire oh. mm-hmm. so i want to try the breakfast but i'm never uh never you, up. you can't get anything at fast food restaurants unless you get something that's like specialized on the menu or else it sucks so like the baconators are really good everything else sucks you get like bacon cheese fries like the bacon's like not even cooked but if you get a baconator it's crispy (laughs) crispy man why did you say it like that (laughs) so crispy i don't know dude (laughs) (laughs) now it's time for pass the chips I will be going first. This is my my favorite on-air show. I got news today. The Stranger Things release date, they teased it. it will, it's going to be earlier than expected. Thank God. It's what? going to be either November 2021 or early December for a Christmas-themed Stranger Things. Let's go. I am so happy because I was so worried it was going to be in like April of 2022 and I would have to wait a whole nother year. But now I'm kind of scared. Are they going to like really, really, because they're still filming. Are they going to really, really cut down the wire and rush everything and the CGI is going to look like crap? That's what I'm nervous about because they don't, they don't release them. like They're not going to release them like Mandalorian, like one, two or like one and then release it next week. Like all 10 episodes go out right away. No, they'll, uh, the CGI is always going to be great. But uh, if anything, like the plot line will be rushed and shit. Um, you may have to worry about that because I think you said there's another season after this one, correct? Yeah, and it's the last yeah, so one. That, that's what I worry about more than uh, you know the, the graphics. But the CGI has always been great on that show. Also, too, just a little um, extra past the chips for me. They're talking about also doing a spinoff for Stranger Things, which I don't like. So I don't really know what you'd talk about. And I don't like that. They were talking about it was going to be like before 11 with Matthew Modine's character. Not like good. With all of the evil science stuff. Not good. 
I can't tell if you're saying not good about my past the chips or like something <laughs> happened in March Madness. No, not good about the idea of a spinoff. Bad idea. De Palma. All right, JD, give me them chips, man. So I saw something, I forget, or no, what was, I think it was at work. I, I had to uh, send something out to like a Los Angeles or like a way out in California address. And I saw the zip code and it was like nine, nine something. So that got me like, kind of just like randomly looking into, cause where I'm from, it's, you know, one seven was, and I looked into it. And if you go from East to West, it may sound dumb, but this is how it is. Uh, they start off with like zero, zero, zero zip codes in like, you know, the Eastern seaboard, like the very Northeast of the country. And as you go Southwest and West, it gets up into the 900s. I just thought that was kind of trippy. Um, in the same way, I don't know if you guys know this about interstates too, about the North and South, East and West. I just thought uh, that, that's pretty cool that, you know, something is national like that. They got uh, just something's easy with the numbers. Um, another thing too, I was randomly listening to the Star Wars soundtrack. <laughs> Let me tell you, dude, on Spotify, they got this huge, long playlist. It is fucking epic. Put that on whenever you're doing some chores or just randomly doing something and tell me you don't get hyped to shit whenever uh, a couple of those songs come on. This is going to shock you both, but I listen to certain John Williams songs like frequently. Like really? Anakin vs. Obi-Wan, always listen to it. Or... I listened to uh, the, 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 the ending. Fight. Yes. That's this one, dude. Really that's, a, that's a good one. I also listened to the, the ending of ah. Return of the Jedi. Ah. Yep. <laughs> dude, the shit is fucking awesome. Gets so hyped. That's another that's another poll pop we have to do. We have to do best music composers for film, but you can't mention Hans or Williams. You gotta pick Fuck up. You. Well, that's because that's gonna be, be on everybody's list. That's because they're the best. Yeah, like they're just goaded. That's it. Fine. No, I thought that uh, uh that was just random. I don't know what popped in my head with why I started listening to it, but I got for sure happy that I did. <laughs> it was great, dude. Hey, Dean, you want these chips, man? I like these chips. Um, <laughs> these crisps. I want the crispy. I watched um, the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And compared to WandaVision, it blows my mind how, like, badass the Scarlet Witch and Vision are. And how... If the two, if the two, if it was a two on two fight between the Winter Soldier and the Falcon and, and the Scarlet Witch and Vision, they would kick the Winter Soldier's and the Falcon's ass. <laughs> but the Winter Soldier and Falcon show is legit. So legit. Disney Plus, nine bucks. They're, they're, teasing, they're teasing Chris Evans will come back. Nah, he's dead. No, he's not. He's basically dead. He's just really old. <laughs> Maybe he'll go back in time again. He's like 700 years old. Dead. That is true. But now it is time for our poll pod. Today we are going to be doing the top three theme songs from TV shows. Well, I guess I'll start first. Mine are very current shows, so I, I, I just want to put that out there right now. 
Um, I didn't really go with like the friends and Seinfeld and like all the, what's the, like the other one that everybody always talks to the Brady bunch. Like I didn't go like old stuff like that. What are you looking at me like that for? Like literally, like I looked up theme songs and that's all that came up. Cause like, you know, you had to like think real quick, but yes. mine are very, very current. I'm a man named Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have an honorable mention that I'll start with survivor fire theme song same thing every time where it's like the drums and everything it gets you hyped for the next episode every single time no question (laughs) number three i was disappointed to hear earlier that it's not on any of your guys's list breaking bad it's my favorite show of all time i was of course going to put it on there number two mandalorian and number one stranger things because it is so perfect and there's absolutely nothing better than I've ever heard in my life with like the tapping and the drums as the heartbeat. It's just so perfect for the show. And I love it. That's nice. my list. I just, okay. So my only comment on, I like all of them, except I'm not a big breaking bad one. Like it, it is one of my favorite shows of all time, but I don't know. Just the, the intro doesn't do it for me. Bow. I mean, look, like, dude, the Survivor... Maybe because it's so short. I don't know. The Survivor one's not really bad. a ton of stuff. Huh? The Survivor one's not that bad. Yeah, especially, uh-huh. like, going, you're going into the tribalness of it. You better get it. Yeah, away. you know, it's kind of cool. I'm not a big fan of the Stranger Things one. Like, it get, like it's, it's, you're right. It's perfect for the show. So 80s. But it's not like, you know, it doesn't, like... Like, yeah, get, it does get me hype, but, like exactly and that's what it's supposed to do yeah but it like doesn't get me as hype as my three so go ahead what was was the other one you said oh the mandalorian oh oh, man mando's legit Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean i also love kyle dixon and michael stein like those are like one of my favorite composers yeah like no they're the people that made stranger things like the music they make all the music for them yeah no it's very synth it's a decent list Give me credit. Dino. Well, my honorable mentions, family guy. <laughs> uh, you just sing along with that shit every day. You know? <laughs> it's impossible. I will say it's impossible not to sing along when I hear that. Yeah. I mean, it's just perfect. Um, my number three is Walking Dead. Walking Dead, just, it, it's, got that, it's got that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Prison Break. <laughs> prison break is gas first season um, is fire fire and then they just kind of changed it a little bit as they move on like that that one's fire and then one is hands down game of thrones dude <laughs> like it's not even close uh, oh so- all, like i already know like, yeah I, I remember those nights you and i watching that shit and the second <laughs> that shit comes on dude. it's like ee, 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 let's go it's too long. I can't tell you how many times I like sang along with it too. Like you just can't stop doing it. Oh, it's so good. It's it just did talk about being in the mood for Thrones, man. It's not too it, long. Though. It's just, that's the only thing that it's I have longer. with it. It is good. It's just a very, very long intro every single time. I disagree because like if you if you understand the show and you like look at the map, like things change. Yeah, that's like, what I like about it. Yeah. Well, I also watched the first three episodes and never watched it again. Oh, you have to push through it, Jenna. I've told ep- you this. Why first three you- episodes are boring, but you got to push through it, dude. Dude, yeah. I'm t- Jedi. 
Bro, listen to me. If I if you if I have ever given you any shade of faith in me, <laughs> please do me a favor. I will watch whatever you want me to watch. I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> but like, bro, like you got because I got stuck on that. I watched the first episode three times before I fucking went back and yeah, finished fall asleep. Shit. Okay. Three. Three times, huh? <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying? You guys always also give crap for the way it ended, and I don't want to put that much effort into a show and then be disappointed. It's worth it because of the so shit it, in the middle, dude. It's so worth it. Seasons two through seven? Forget about it. <laughs> you want some fucking cannoli, huh? Hey, look past that no, it's a, a good list though. Um, all right. So let's see. Number three, Jedi touched on it earlier, but it was one of those shows or I guess two of these shows were like, I grew up watching too. So Seinfeld is my number three. It's just iconic, man. And you know, the show is phenomenal too, but just the, the, the hilarious noises are so great. Just quintessential 90 show. Um, number two, this is Jeopardy, iconic, sing along to it all the time, even whenever I'm just putzing around, doing every, I'm humming that tune, man, just a great tune, absolutely love it, which I was kind of bummed, I t- uh, turned it on today at 7.30 and the Michigan game was on, I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, number one, Dino touched on it already, Game of Thrones, we didn't talk about this list before, or our list before, but I mean, it's just the classic of all classics. Jedi, I'm a little shocked you only watched the first three episodes, but, you know, we can get through this together. We're here for you. You just got to keep on pushing through, brother. Bro, I'll rewatch it with you. It took me – it did – what did it, it took me, like, what, almost a year and a half to watch Interstellar? <laughs> it did. Don't watch that one, please. I will, I will rewatch that shit with you. I did uh, – I actually did that in the middle of the summer. I actually uh, – I think I started on episode eight of season one and then watched all the way through. Cause like I, I was probably like the third or fourth time going from the beginning. So it was like, I skipped ahead a little bit, but it's, I, I have, to, I have to watch from the beginning. Cause I love Ned. That is dope. Now let me ask you this real quickly. Um, when the show first came out, was it like already like no. big or was it like slowly no. people got attracted? Like, did you watch it when it first came out? No, I watched it. So I got, I, uh, one of my uh, old college roommates hit me up about it randomly. I hadn't talked to this dude in like three years, and, but he just hit me up. Uh, I think it was on like Facebook or some shit like that. And just randomly dropped on. I was like, dude, you got to watch this show. Out of complete nowhere. Got through like two episodes. Like this is the bo- most boring shit ever. Like why am I watching? It's not that good. Other than the first like 10 minutes. And then it just really picks up. Dad. I think... I think it was season one, episode seven is when I watched episode one. So I think it was like seven weeks into the, into the series. I caught up and like, I, I could be wrong. Um, I was hooked. The second brand got pushed out the window, which was the end of the first episode. End of the first episode. Like it got the the King's Day. Yeah, like that that one got me because I knew that like well, and where was, he ends up to is crazy. It was it was it was one of the first shows 
ever that you realized it was going to be ruthless. Why? Because they harmed the child. The, the kid was like 10 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, right away, I was like, oh. getting pushed out of a like, oh, like, four or five-story building. The guy's banging his sister, and he pushes it. <laughs> it's got to be kind of cool. You know, plus, like, you can't hide from the fact it is an absolutely loaded cast. Loaded. And, like, you didn't know how loaded it was because, like, some of those roles, you have no idea who these people are, but, like, at the end of that show, all of those actors are A-list actors now. Like, I think, I think, I think the, the chick from 300, Lena Headley, I think she was making $15 million an episode. Jesus. Jeez. Well, you know, so- that, uh, I thought it was perfectly cast, and I love that they were able to keep the, the same you know, crew together the entire way through. Sometimes with the show that long, you go seven or eight years. I mean, shit, they went three quarters of a decade. Like it's usually you don't get stick around with the same character for that long. Oh yeah. That's, that's a good thing that they didn't go split up and like start getting mm-hmm. pissed about money and stuff and then ruin the show for the fans. Yep. Stayed loyal to it. I do appreciate that even though I haven't watched it, but Gotta that was our, it. that was our, uh, poll pod for the best theme songs for the TV show edition. Next week, we're probably going to be doing movies. I think this was Dino's idea. So credit to him for that. Um, preview of mine, dark Knight will be on there. Mine will not be. <laughs> well, before we wrap up this podcast, Dino, what's your final thought? My final thought is amazing, actually. I feel like we are getting so close in baseball in finally attempting to help hitters but also playing into the analytics. They will be expo- experimenting at AA regarding the shift and that no, I, no infielders are allowed to touch the outfield grass. So if you're going to shift, you're going to stack that infield on the right hand. In the dirt. Yeah, which now helps hitters who are building line drive swings. You shouldn't penalize a guy for finding a line drive and finding all that green in like rights, like or shallow right center to get thrown out on a backhand. So like, I think we're getting close to, you know, like making sense of it because like as a coach, I would never shift a guy into short right field. I would shift the infield over, cover the middle, cover the hole. And anyone else, you know, if you hit it past that, you hit it past it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, like the analytics are great. I love the shift, but I love the shift to an extent. I think I originally said each position player can't. I think what I originally proposed was a position player can't move past second base. Yeah. You know, but I'm okay with you can't touch the outfield grass. It still, it accomplishes most of the same effect too, but like you're, like you're saying it, it will help the hitters out who are, you know, not going crazy about launch angle. Hopefully try and bring back that gap to gap power for line drives instead of, you know, trying to hit 30 dingers every year and, you know, striking out 200 times. So, um, you know, and, and people go to the, you know, today's audience wants to see runs and, you know, like you're saying, Dean, you don't want to see a guy get up there that, you know, would be sometimes a double, if not an extremely hard hit single. 
you know, some action just get uh, taken away by a dude making a, a play in a random spot on the ball field? Um, the other one that's being tested in – so, like, there's a couple of these, right? Like, at I think all the pitch tri- clock was going to. Yeah. So, well, all AAA is going to have slightly larger bases with a less slippery surface. I can't – I find no fault in that. Um, a requirement that pitchers must step off the rubber to attempt to pick off all high A. Dumb. Uh, I I like this. This is all low A, but I like this. A limit to two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. That I like. That's interesting. I've never picked off someone more than two times in the same at bat. (laughs) But but you've seen it at the pro level. Yeah, Yeah, especially late in the season too, playoff games. I mean, I, I mean, I would assume it's probably a lot different in professional baseball, but like in college and high school, like if you know how to pitch, you don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I mean, like imagine if it was only one and like you burn it on the first pitch. <laughs> yeah. Dude's you know what I mean? So like, I, I like the idea of two, it's just kind of adds a different element, but like there are times where like you see, and, and Jada, you've seen guys pick four or five times in an at bat and you're like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, but at the same time, but how how would you like this? Say you pick off a guy right away, and it's like freaking like Ricky Henderson on the base. This guy can go like freaking halfway to second. He can't step off. He can't pick off because you just said that you have to step off in order to pick off. So that'd be a pick off. So now he gets a humongous lead, and you can't do anything about it. No, you yeah, would still be able to step off. You yeah, can. you can still step off. You just can't pick. All right. I, I mean, look, interesting I, I proposition. Yeah, and then um, a 15-second pitch clock in low A, and then um, automatic ball strikes on low A southeast. Or, so, yeah, southeast. Hmm. So, look, I'm. he's trying. He's active and trying to make changes. I can't fault him for that. Now, do I think these are, like, massive changes? No, I don't, but I think the shift is massive. Um, the shift is massive. I actually saw the 20-pitch enforced at a college game the other day that was kind of cool what happens i don't remember i don't know if it was like a i don't know if they like write it down or a ball was issued i don't remember but i saw it <laughs> well you had to throw 20 pitches no no no. the 22nd oh okay oh oh gotcha did i say 20 pitch yeah mm-hmm. 20 second my bad no oh, okay I was going to say that'd suck if a guy like just like you had to wait. He like walks the bases loaded and then you take him out. <laughs> that would be, that would kind of suck. But that's all for this edition of Couch Connoisseurs. You guys got anything else? Not that I can think of. No, sir. See ya. See you, boys. You just tuned into another edition of Couch Connoisseurs presented by Johnstone Productions. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you hit that follow slash subscribe button. That way you can tune into future episodes and join in on our conversation. To hear the latest updates and news on our podcast, follow us on our social media pages, which can be found in the description below in our link tree. You can find us on Twitter at ConnoisseursPod and Instagram at Couch Connoisseurs, all one word. Thank you for tuning in and we can't wait to talk to you next time here on Couch Connoisseurs.